Hello, welcome back to Adorn Podcast. This is episode 127, and we are in our series, Story of Scripture, and today we are going to cover church and all the way through the epistles. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Adorned Podcast. We're your hosts, Erin and Casey. We would love for you to come join us each week as we discuss what it means to be made beautiful by God's Word. Whether you are a college student walking to class, a mom folding laundry during nap time, or a boss babe sitting in rush hour traffic, we hope that we can encourage and inspire you to pursue a deeper understanding of the Bible. I feel like I never know what to call that, this one. I'm like, church? <laughs> no. Epistles? God no. shows the way? Uh, like, Acts? Acts? What? Yeah. The early church? <laughs> so we thought this week we would start off with talking about a glimpse of grace. So Aaron, how have you seen God's grace in your life over the past few weeks? So we are in the midst of moving, um, and it keeps changing, and there's a lot of just kind of craziness going on. Um which is pretty normal, but then add moving on top of that. Right. And so last night we decided, okay, we're going to have a fire outside and roast s'mores. We have like a little fire pit in our backyard and we're like, we're just going to have a chill evening. And so we, the girls wanted to play charades. And so we always do like movie or book and Abby's up there and she wanted to do a book. And I was like, what is she doing? She was like running around and she was saying, stop. And I was like, what is she doing? And she looks at me and she goes, the ruthless elimination of hurry mom. And oh my like, goodness. How funny. <laughs> <laughs> Which if you don't know, I'm sure you've heard us talk about that, but it's a book Casey and I both have just really, really loved. And I was like, I can't believe that's the book you thought to do. <laughs> that that is hilarious. <laughs> so that just oh shows gosh. that she's paying attention. She is. I guess she is. How about you? What's a, what's a glimpse of grace you've seen? Okay. So for me, one thing that I have found just really, really cool is, and this has happened for the last three years as we've been doing this podcast, but how God provides resources Mm -hmm. for whatever we're studying, whatever we're teaching on without really even having to search for it. Mm. For instance, this week, we're going to talk a little bit about the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about Well, you know, as we talked about the Old Testament, like, did Abraham have the Holy Spirit? Did Moses have the Holy Spirit? And up pops on my (laughs) podcast, Uh Knowing Faith, they did a little Mm 12-minute thing on whether the Holy Spirit was indwelling in Abraham or not. And they talked about it, and they covered it really clearly and really Mm -hmm. precisely and quickly. And I was just like... Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't even mm-hmm. have to search that out. I didn't yeah. have to go Google. I, did, I didn't have to look for it. It literally popped up in that's front awesome. of my face. That's and awesome. things like that happen almost on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. And that's just God's grace. Yeah. That's just God's grace. And um, also encouragement to my heart that, that we're doing the right thing by mm-hmm. teaching his word. So, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. good. Good example. You always come with like the holy examples. And I'm like, my kids are funny. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. So today we're going to cover... Acts in the epistles. Um, we've named this section of our story. God shows us the way. Do you want to read it? Cause my sure. allergies are making my sure. voice sound weird. I know allergies are horrible right now. Oh the oak gosh, is so like bad. ridiculous. Okay. The book of Acts begins with the ascension of Jesus. He tells the people that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. 
Just as Jesus had promised, the Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost. More and more people begin to put their faith in the Lord, and this is the beginning of the church. Saul, a.k.a. Paul, a persecutor of Christians, is converted when he encounters Jesus on the road to Damascus. Paul falls in love with Jesus and spends his life spreading the good news of the gospel. During his multiple missionary journeys, Paul plants churches and writes the letters or epistles that now comprise a big portion of the New Testament. In his letters, Paul is instructing the church on basic doctrine, reminding them of the gospel and what it looks like to live for Christ. The New Testament also consists of other epistles, such as those written by Jesus's disciples, Peter, James, and John. I always want to sing Peter, James, and John in a sailboat. Peter, James, and John. So I had a long time studying. (laughs) I went on a rabbit trail last night studying Peter, James, and John because, you know, there's two different Jameses. Mm -hmm. And the James that was at the Transfiguration is Uh the brother of John. But this James, the brother of John or the brother of Jesus, the brother of John, oh. this James is yes. the brother of Jesus. Jesus. Mm-hmm. The James that wrote the James. epistle yeah. is, is the brother of Jesus. And the James that is considered a pillar of the church, like we talked about in our James story, that's the brother of Jesus. Mm-hmm. But like at the tr- transfiguration, it was Peter, James and John, oh. but a different James. That's confusing. <laughs> and well, in Acts, the James that is martyred is the brother of John. Uh-huh, so it's uh-huh. like, it is, it's super yeah. confusing. And that's what got me going down this trail last night. I was like, wait a second, brother of John. I thought he was brother of Jesus. Like, <laughs> so anyway, yes. Little side note, Could little had different extra. names. Like, I know, I know. Come on. <laughs> okay. So what portion of our Bible are we talking about today? Acts through Jude. So the rest of the New Testament except Revelation. Yeah. So this is another big portion. Um, we talked last week, we ended last week, um, talking about Jesus and the ending through the gospels and what he, he did and what he accomplished for us and how he's bringing the kingdom through the cross. Um, and now it's kind of like we're in this, we're actually in the period that we're living in now. Exactly. If you think about the story, right. If you put it into those four categories of fall, no, sorry, it doesn't start with fall (laughs) creation, fall, redemption, restoration. We're between redemption and restoration, which is where we live. Yeah. Um, and so that, that should get you excited. I mean, all of this should be exciting, but it's kind of funny to think that this part, as it's written to the churches, it's written, we may think we don't relate to this at all because it's so long ago or different country, but this is actually the same part of the story that, that we're in now in that already and not yet. Yes. Yes. And it's so relevant for us today, which we're going to talk about. Yep. So we start out this section um, with Acts and the Ascension. So mm-hmm. after 40 days after Jesus's resurrection, he ascends to the right hand of the Father. Which is often forgotten, right? Like if you think about yes. how you would explain mm-hmm. the gospel to somebody or you would say, you know, what's Easter or mm-hmm. anything like that. We'd say, well, Jesus lived a perfect life. He died for my sin and then he rose from the grave. And then it's like... <laughs> Okay, like, so he's just walking around on earth. Did he right. die again? Like, right. yeah, he ascended to he the right ascended. hand of the Father, which if you know, like the Apostles' Creed, mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. covers that. But you're right. For some reason, we kind of leave that out of yeah. our, our story. Yeah. Um, I love this bro- this this sprout this quote (laughs) from Sproul he said the time when God the father restored to his son the glory that had been his from the foundation of the Mm -hmm. world Mm -hmm. so he Mm -hmm. was restored to his place I love that word restored Mm because we're going to talk about that more this week and and next week's episode yes Mm -hmm. so um Jesus said you know at at the ascension you know he said I will send 
the Holy Spirit. And he does at Pentecost. And um, Pentecost, it was already a feast. Um, It was called Feast of Harvest. And and it was one of the main three Jewish feasts. Um, So I'm going to read another quote from Sproul. I just really liked how he um, talked about this portion of scripture. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because we're talking a lot about people, places, and promises as we go through the story of scripture. And I was thinking, okay, who's the main person in this part of Acts? And I was like, well, the Holy Spirit is the main. I was like, does that make sense? And then I read this quote from Sproul and I was like, yes, that's exactly what he says. So he says, in some Bibles, the book of Acts is referred to as the Acts of the Holy Spirit. From the day of Pentecost forward, the central character of Acts was not the apostles, those who had been with Jesus and had been specifically commissioned for ministry were called apostles, but the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit went from Pentecost manifesting his power and person in ways no one had ever seen before. So that is kind of the main character of this um, portion of scripture. It's the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I think that's a really good reminder for us. Is, you know, that's true for us as well. Like we're not the main character yes, in yes. our portion of the story. Like uh-huh. it's God power, God's power working through us mm-hmm. by being indwelt by the Holy Spirit. That That's the main character. Exactly. And we're invited in to be a part of carrying out that mm-hmm, story. Which is so cool. So cool. I feel like with the Pentecost, and, and maybe this is just my upbringing or like my churching that I've had churching is that a word but I feel like Pentecost is one of those things that's almost like we don't really talk about that too much mm-hmm. there's a little you know too much spirit for us in there <laughs> yeah. um I've never had a pastor that talks like that so I don't know why I did that <laughs> accent um and I think t- especially as a kid I feel like I don't remember this being like in my Sunday school lessons mm. or anything like that and it, I know it is now at the church that we go to now but at um I just I feel like it's a almost like gray and fuzzy to me, like the prophets were, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I'm, I'm thankful to have good resources and to actually study this. But I think, I think it's a bigger portion than I ever really recognized. Like, I think it has more impact. I think it's easy to just be like, oh, and then the spirit came and, and now we're building the church and like, just kind of gloss over it. But in actuality, like this is how we get invited mm-hmm. in, right? Absolutely. Like Jesus paid for our sin on the cross and then we could just be waiting around for him to come back but that's not how it went we have a helper within us and not and not i mean like we talked about from the beginning like god desires to dwell with his people Mm -hmm. and this is how he's dwelling with us is that he sends the holy spirit Mm -hmm. to us until he comes again and then we'll get to live with him in heaven but just like it's so much bigger than I think I really ever understood. It is. And last week we talked about like old covenant, new covenant, Mm -hmm. again, kind of fuzzy because even in the old covenant, it was pointing us towards grace and, and like Abraham was still counted righteous because of his faith. And Mm -hmm. so it's like, how is it different? But after listening to that knowing faith episode this week, which you should totally go listen to it because they explain it way better than I can. Um, But that's, that's one of the things that kind of distinguishes the new covenant is that we have the Holy spirit indwelling Mm -hmm. within us Mm -hmm. where they didn't then God, God appeared to them in ways through a burning bush. He dwelt with them in the tabernacle. He was with them. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And did they have a heart change? Yes. But they did not have the Holy Spirit within them like Mm -hmm. we do. Mm -hmm. And so that is one way that that we're different now than they were in the Old Testament. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll talk about this more um, when we look to to new earth, but it has impact on how we live and yes. mm-hmm. ability to not sin and all of those things. Yeah. 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 So when the Holy Spirit came, um, it came as wind and fire and through tongues. And so wind and fire 
that's common imagery used for God throughout scripture. We've Mm -hmm. seen that a lot. And then tongues, um, when God has something to say, his voice will be heard, which we Mm -hmm. saw a lot like through the prophets. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we've seen that throughout scripture too. Mm -hmm. And so that's just kind of some different ways that you can look at like the physical manifestations of when the Holy Spirit came. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, I can think of things that we've already talked about in this episode, right? Like how the pillar of smoke right, and the, right. but then also the covenant with Abraham mm-hmm. that he made. And then when he met with Moses, mm-hmm. you know, the, the burning bush and um, the wind and the storm on Mount Sinai when he was yeah. giving him the command. Like there's so many ways that God's presence is rest is represented mm-hmm. in these Through ways, these things, but I've never yeah. made that tie yeah. to Pentecost yeah. before. And they would have recognized that. Yeah. Like they would have immediately been like, this is God, yeah. you know, because they knew that that is how he manifests himself. Yeah. That's really good. Um, after the Holy Spirit came, a fire was ignited under the disciples to spread the gospel. Um, and no matter what the Jewish leaders were trying to do, it's like the more they were persecuted, mm-hmm. the more they wanted to spread the gospel. And mm-hmm. I love in our um, classical conversations timeline song it says pentecost in the early church persecution spreads the gospel Ah. and i just i've always sung it because that's what we sing but then this (laughs) week i was really thinking about that i was like god used persecution Mm -hmm. to to light that fire under the disciples so i'm gonna read um acts 5 40 through 42 it says And when they had called in the apostles, they beat them and charged them not to speak in the name of Jesus. This is the Jewish leaders and let them go. Then they left the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching that the uh, that the Christ is Jesus. Mm -hmm. So the more that they were beat and charged and stuff, the more they wanted to spread the good news of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, we see that in other countries today, Mm -hmm. right? The more Mm -hmm. the church is being persecuted, the more it's being spread. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, So, oh, go ahead. Go (laughs) ahead. I was going to say, what are some, some main people we see if we're thinking about people, places, promises? Right. So we see Stephen, um, and Stephen was actually martyred for his faith. And, um, he preached an incredible, like right before he was stoned, he basically walks through the old Testament and I just love, love, love reading that. Um, and then he was stoned and Paul was there, Saul at the time. Mm -hmm. That's going to be significant later. Um, we see Peter, which. Peter is one of those guys that mm. kind of gets on my nerves because mm. I'm always like, That's why so can't funny. you just hold your Today, tongue? When I was reading, so it, this is Good Friday as we're recording this. So I was reading in my Bible, I was reading Luke uh-huh. leading up to it. And I was like, oh, I just like, Peter, I feel like I relate to you so much. And you're like, Peter, I don't like you. <laughs> well, I think I think that's why I don't like him. I think I do relate. Like I do see myself, the bad, but like the parts that I don't like about myself, yeah. I see like, Peter. Yes, Lord. I'm never going to deny exactly. you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And then as yeah, soon I don't as know Jesus him. is gone, he's like, well, actually, this is harder I than I thought. At yeah. all. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is... In Acts, all of a sudden, like, Peter is on Hmm. fire. Hmm. Like, he ends up um, preaching a sermon as well, and it's in Acts 2. Really, really good if you want to read it. And then the Bible tells us right after that that 3,000 people Mm -hmm. were saved that day, which is just incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also, like, in this same section... I'm going to read in Acts 2, actually. I forgot to open my Bible to it. Um, Because it gives us a glimpse and there's an like it says this 
at least twice in Acts, um, kind of a glimpse of what the fellowship of believers Mm -hmm. should look like. Mm -hmm. So this is Acts 2.42 and then just through the end of the book. Or the chapter, not the book. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> a, a long podcast. <laughs> the chapter. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God. And having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Mm. And I like this because um, I have a friend that actually brought this verse up last week. Um, a friend in my GC in our like life group needed to borrow our car, and so we just let her borrow our car. Like, of course, yeah. of course, yeah. you can borrow our car. And she just thanked us and thanked us and thanked us. And finally, I was like that's just what you do. Mm-hmm. Like w- what's ours is yours. Mm-hmm. And, and kingdom, yeah, yes. And, um, had another friend standing there and she's like, yeah, that's exactly what it says in Acts. You know, they shared everything. And so I just thought it was funny that she had just said that last week. And then mm-hmm. I was reading uh-huh. this this week. And I mean, I feel like we live in such a different culture now. We're like, well, you know, like, we all have our own things and there's no reason to share like they used to because we have what we need, you know, but like that's, it it is okay to share. Like Mm -hmm. it is okay to open your home and say, what's mine is yours. Mm -hmm. And, and to love the people in your community like that. Like, I think, I think that that's how we're still supposed to live. Mm -hmm. And we're so private. We have these big, tall privacy fences Mm -hmm. and shrubs. And, um, I think we've lost some of that. Mm -hmm. Like, loving our neighbors and loving our community by sharing what we have, whether it's food, whether it's tools, whether it's your car, whether it's your, whether it's clothes, you know, just like living in true community like that. So I just love this picture. Yeah. I was actually just talking to my dad about this the other day because he brought it up. He was like, well, in Acts, it's actually said to do this daily, like break bread and have fellowship um, and teach and pray. And it says, it says, I think it says, you said it like day to day or mm-hmm. daily or something like that. I don't know the exact yeah. wording, but how we often think like, okay, I have my life group mm-hmm. on Thursday nights mm-hmm. and then I have Sunday morning and yeah. then the rest of my time is mine. Mm-hmm. But actually the call is to quote unquote, this is probably very Christianese, but like do life together, right? you know, right. in community yeah. daily. And yeah. And that's gonna look different, right? Like mm-hmm. it's contextualized mm-hmm. to your life and your jobs. Right. But I think, right. I think the, the call is like, at least look and be reflective about that. Mm-hmm. Like, don't just keep doing what you're doing because it's the culture or mm-hmm. whatever. Right, like, right. look at the scriptures and say, okay, maybe maybe I can't go to church and take communion every single day, mm-hmm. but w- what can I do to live this calling mm-hmm. in the, in the mm-hmm. context that I live in now? Because I think just awareness is something that, we're not always even and like we've of. talked about before creating that margin yeah. to do that right yeah. not feeling not filling our schedules up so right. full that we don't have margin to right. break bread yep. with believers and yep. stuff like that yeah. so anyway moving on last not the last person but another person <laughs> we see is Paul mm-hmm. and as we said in our paragraph he was blinded and converted on the road to Damascus his name was Saul and then it was Paul um he wrote about a third of the New Testament through his letters that Mm -hmm. he wrote to churches and people. Um, And he went on three missionary journeys that totaled about 10,000 miles. 
We have not airplanes to, or cars. Then. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. We have to keep in mind that a lot of this was either by boat, uh-huh. which was a fairly small portion, yeah. or by foot, mm-hmm. 10,000 miles. And when we're talking about places, um, this was in Jerusalem um, and then Asia Minor, which is today Turkey, Greece, and Italy. Um, and there are tons of maps out there where you can look at mm-hmm. Paul's missionary yeah. journeys. Probably the in the back of your Bible, even. Yeah, yeah, probably in the back of your Bible. Look it up. Like, yeah. look at it and see the amount of places and like the distance mm-hmm. that he went because mm-hmm. it just gives you some good perspective, yeah. especially as you're reading. So his missionary journeys are kind of like the last half of Acts. And so as you're reading Acts and reading his journeys, like look at those places on the map mm-hmm. to just really put it in perspective and yeah. realize like, oh, like he wasn't walking across the street. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was going long distances. Yeah. 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 And I think um, we'll keep the promises kind of to the end of this episode because there's some overlap, right? Like mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. of what mm-hmm. he's writing in the epistles are also you can oh, yeah, understand sure. them from the story of Acts because yeah. you read about him going those places in Acts. Which is so cool. Yeah, yeah. it is really yeah. cool to make those connections. Yeah. So so let's talk a little bit about the epistles. Um, I think if you were to ask people like what part of your, of your Bible you're most familiar with, it would probably either be Psalms or it would be the epistles. Maybe the Gospels, maybe. Maybe, but I feel like most like verses you're going to have on your t-shirt or something like that's that true. are probably yes. going to be from, yeah. from the epistles. Yeah, that's And true. that's most likely because it's, easy to make application points mm-hmm. because like we talked about in our intro sentence, like it's teaching doctrine, but it's teaching you how doctrine and the gospel affects everyday living. And so it's very easy for us to make application points. But I, I want us to kind of think like, like we've been saying the whole story of scripture, we have to remember that the epistles are not just to us, right? Right. right. They're, they're part of God's continuing mm-hmm. story. So God's part of God's redemption story is that once Jesus ascended to heaven was now to spread the good news to all of the world. Mm-hmm. And part of that is what we're seeing in the epistles. Mm-hmm. And yes, it is for us and it, it can help us to live godly lives. But I think just kind of taking ourselves out of the picture and reminding ourselves, this is advancing God's story. Mm-hmm. It's not just something to make me look cute on my Instagram or something like that. Um, it, Cause now that the Messiah has come there, there's like implications for this. These, this is God's, I think this is God's kindness, like his abundant oh, kindness sure. yes. and to show us that we get to be a part of the story. So it's kind of twofold, right? Like I'm saying, it's not really just about you. Think mm-hmm. about it as he's writing to these churches and advancing the gospel. But on the flip side of that, it is about you mm-hmm. and how you get to be a part of that story. Mm-hmm. So kind of keeping those two things tethered helps us to not read our Bible real self-centered, mm-hmm. but does help us to read our Bible and be comforted and to know God and to know what we're to do in response because we're believing in this part of the story. Mm-hmm. One thing I've been listening to uh, Matt Chandler's series on Revelation. Oh my gosh, me too. And we'll talk about that some next in the next episode. But um, one of the things, because part of Revelation is, is a letter, and one of the things he keeps talking about is how y- it can't be saying something yes. to us now yes. that wasn't intended for the original audience. Yes, and that's true for all of Scripture. For all think, of Scripture. Think that lens yes. on all of Scripture. Yes, and so that's been really helpful me um about like just 
just keeping that in mind. Like mm-hmm. if Paul wasn't saying this to the church at Ephesus, then yeah. he's not saying that to me. Yeah, you that's know? a really good interpretation application point. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. So there's different kinds of epistles, right? Mm-hmm. Which we already talked about. Paul wrote some of them, mm-hmm. and he wrote well some. He wrote thirteen <laughs> epistles, thirteen epistles, and um, there's a little bit of debate about some of them, but mm-hmm. most people agree that he wrote. 13 of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Aaron said, their instruction for the church, he's addressing current problems within the church as you read um, the ones to different churches, like whether you're reading to Ephesus or Philippi or mm-hmm. Colossae, like there's, you, you'll see different issues that yeah. he's addressing, just like in our churches today, right? Like right. our church has different problems than the church down the street, than the right. church in the next city. Yeah. Um, he's teaching sound doctrine. He's addressing heresy. You see some very practical things. Um, like Aaron said that you see on like mugs and stuff, Uh you see a fruit of the spirit in, in the, in Paul's epistles, you see the armor of God. Mm -hmm. Um, and I love, we did a whole series on Philippians. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorite books in the whole Bible. Um, because it's all about joy, but keeping it in the perspective that he wrote a book about joy in prison Uh (laughs) in prison and so um just thinking about how you can still have joy through suffering like Mm -hmm. that's just one of my favorite things but the Pauline epistles are so just rich Mm -hmm. and full and incredible Mm -hmm. anything else to say about Paul's epistles I have some things to say but I'm gonna save at the end okay okay of this section then there's Hebrews Mm -hmm. which nobody really knows the author yeah the girls that were just asking me that yesterday I was like that's funny timing yeah um which is kind of crazy because it is such a good, yeah. rich letter. Yes. The whole theme of Hebrews is that Jesus is better, right? Yeah. Like he's better. better. Than the angels, better than yes. the priests. Better yes. than, yeah, yeah. He's better. He is our high priest. Mm-hmm. Um, our, one of our worship pastor wrote a song, um, based on on Hebrews mm-hmm. Christ above all. And I just love it. It's mm-hmm. so good. Look it up on Spotify. Um, <laughs> And I just like, seriously, it's one of my favorite songs because it just reminds us of that truth that Christ is above all, mm-hmm. um, better than like Aaron said, better than priests, better than pa- patriarchs, just everybody. Shylin also has a great song about that that we've yes. already talked about. Yep. Okay. Um, and then James first and second Peter first, second, third, John and Jude were written by Jesus's brother, James and Jude. Did you know that Jude was Je- also Jesus's like half brother? No. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yes. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yes. So Jesus' huh. brothers and close friends or disciples. Uh-huh. Um, and the cool thing about these is that they were eyewitnesses to mm-hmm. Jesus. They were there. Um, and a lot of um, what you'll see in these books is they're drawing from Jesus's teaching. I mm-hmm. mean, a lot of them were there at the Sermon on the Mount. And yep. So you'll see kind of echoes of that. Yep. Um, you see a lot of addressing suffering uh, that works flow from faith. And some people will say, which again, we have a whole series on James, but some people will say that James is in conflict with what Paul's saying, but it's not. They mm-hmm. had the same, they had the same doctrine, the same theology. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about how church and believers should conduct themselves. And they also address like false teachers. Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of a high view, like overview yeah. of 
all the epistles. Yeah. And I think kind of like what you're saying, Casey, is when we look at all of them together, we're seeing that the gospel has impact on every aspect of our life. If we, if we just hone in maybe on Philippians, we get to see how like there is joy Mm -hmm. in suffering Mm -hmm. and how to be content in all circumstances. But if we step back and we see all of the epistles together, we see that Jesus and what he did has an effect on marriage, yep. on parenting, Everything. on how you go to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it tells you, right? Like, I think it's Ephesians where it tells you to like work. And mm-hmm. then I think it's Colossians says like work for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like, and so there's every aspect of your life is affected by the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's just one of the beautiful things about the epistles is they're so short that we can we can kind of read through them quickly. And this was one of the things yes. we were discussing mm-hmm. this series. Um, a, a group of us from church were have discussing about the story of scripture in the series. And so we kind of talked about how sometimes it's really good to zoom in and like really study a book and mm-hmm. maybe look up the original wording mm-hmm. and, and all of those things and like really sit in a passage. But sometimes it's good to read fast through mm-hmm. it. Um, some people call this like reading for depth and then reading for breadth. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I think gospel coalition came up with that. So I can't steal that, but um, it's, it's helpful to do both. And so if we're mm-hmm. reading through quickly, we're able to see that truth, right? Like gospel impacts Everything. everything and what a grace from God that he has that he used Paul and these other authors to address these churches in all these different areas so that we can see how the gospel does affect everything and I think back to what we talked about with Joseph that God uses means all things not uses means all things for good and so mm-hmm. while these churches were struggling maybe with arguing over a a certain aspect of doctrine, like while that wasn't necessarily good or holy, God is able to use that and mean that for our good because Mm -hmm. now it's in scripture that Paul was writing to help them work through that process so that now we as the church in our context Mm -hmm. are able to say, okay, hey, we don't really know about what qualifies elders. Cool, look at Timothy and Titus and and you can see because the church way back then was dealing with the same question. And so- Such a grace. It's crazy. And I think that's one of the biggest things to take away from, from these epistles is, is that one, that the gospel has impact on everything, but two, like God knew what was going to be hard for us and in his grace and kindness addressed it in his word Mm -hmm. so that we can come to him and know what to do instead Mm -hmm. of looking to culture around us or things like that. Yeah. So good. So what are some promises that we see? So I feel like there's a lot of promises. There's a ton of promises in this section. So I tried to pick like from different books. Yeah. Yeah. So I think one promise we see um, in Ephesians, we see that we're sealed by the Holy Spirit, which this goes into multiple different promises. But I just, I love that idea that we're sealed Mm. by the Holy Spirit. And I think well, you were going to talk a little bit more about that, right? Maybe. <laughs> you were going to quote yeah. Jackie yeah. Perry. Oh, about how the gospel can, yeah. sa- it saves you, but it also keeps you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the gospel is an everyday thing, right? I think a lot of times we think about, which we've talked about this, I feel like over and over, but we think that that salvation is a one-time thing, done, go to heaven, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. But the gospel it, it keeps you day yeah. by day that renewing it, it sanctifies you as well as justifies you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, 
Yeah, that's just one thing over the past few years that I've really tried to grasp a hold of is that we need the gospel every single day. Yeah. And that goes along with another promise, which we see in Philippians 1, 6, which a lot of us are familiar with, but that that God will complete the good work that he has done in you. And that's that same idea, right? He's promised that he's not going to leave us, Mm -hmm. which we see all the way back. I feel like this is like a lot of promises Mm -hmm. in one, but all the way back to the beginning that God promised to be with his people, that he promised to be with Abraham. He promised to be with Jacob. We see, um, we saw at the end of the gospels that Jesus promised to be with mm-hmm. them, um, through the Holy spirit. And so that's the same promise with us today that he, like we talked about earlier, he sent the Holy spirit. So he is literally within us, mm-hmm. not just with us, but within, within us. This is such an important one because I think some days I, th- I think like, Oh, like I'm just doomed. Like I've just messed up so bad. Mm. Like there's no fixing it. And then I come back to this, like Mm. he will be faithful to complete what he has started. Mm -hmm. He, he will be. And remembering all of these promises that he's kept and remembering that this is a promise that is no different than all the others. He will keep this Mm -hmm. and he will work in my life because he has said he's going to. Um, so this has been a huge, huge promise for me personally. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. What other problems? I think, um, so all of Romans, I love Romans. (laughs) Um, But Romans 10, 9 through 13 says, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It said it like three times in there. Mm-hmm. So if you mm-hmm. believe you will be saved, if yeah. you believe you will be saved and what a big promise, right? Like mm-hmm. what a big promise. Mm-hmm. Um, another promise, um, this is, I mean, I, I think I consider this a promise, but we just see all throughout acts and the epistles that God is for his church. Yeah. I think sometimes when we are in the middle of either church hurt or some drama in mm-hmm. church, like we just think, Oh, it's all falling apart. But just remembering that God sustained has sustained his church throughout history, through persecution, through, through hard times, through church splits. Um, and he is for his church. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I think this isn't necessarily a promise. It's more of a, push can we add another p yeah sure this is giving us a push um is i in von robert's book he talks about how that since this is the part that we're living in and we'll talk next week about what is to come um but he says two thousand years later and god continues to be patient and is delaying his judgment it is our responsibility to tell the good news of Christ in the power of the spirit to as many people as possible. And so I think part of the epistles, what is happening and part of an acts, right, is the call and the push to spread the gospel. Yeah. yeah. And so the, the epistles are giving us tools and boundaries in, in ways to live so that we are doing do that. that in a way that is glorifying to God mm-hmm. and not advancing mm-hmm. our kingdom, but yeah. advancing his kingdom. Yeah, and I, I love how he says that he says, God continues to be patient mm-hmm. and is withholding his judgment. Thank goodness. Praise the Lord for that. <laughs> Praise right? the Lord. But I think that gives us a push. Like it does. We're yeah. in this time period. We're in this time period from where acts, he sent his Holy spirit and he said, now go make my name known to the nations. And so that's part of what we're still called mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. And so let's do it. Yeah. Like let's, yeah. let's live faithfully to what, to what he's called us to do. So that's not necessarily a promise, but it's, it's more application. I guess it is a promise yeah. that yeah. he will come he again. Will do we'll it. talk yeah. more. Um, but in the meantime, like hoorah. 
Hoorah. Let's do it. <laughs> Anything else on this episode? I think I'm going to just end us with a little quote that will tie us into next week's episode. Perfect. Cool. Okay. So this is, um, again, from the Von Roberts book. It's good, guys. Okay. Um, okay. So we have so much to thank God for as Christians. He has given us the wonderful gifts of forgiveness for all our sins, which we talked about in the mm-hmm. gospel episode, yep. adoption into his family, which we're talking mm-hmm. about here in Acts mm-hmm. and the Epistles, fellowship with the Holy Spirit, talked about that today, and a certain hope of heaven. Mm-hmm. We should be full of joy. Peter writes, though you have not seen Christ, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. That's from first Peter one, eight and nine. And I think that's how we should leave this. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we are called to. That's what's going to make his name known. That's how we're going to advance the kingdom is when people are, are look at us yeah. and they say, what is it? I mean, that he even says that I think it's what's in Peter different? as well. Like you need to give an answer for, for what people see in you. And so what they see, and especially in our culture right now is when you can have joy in the midst of the <laughs> chaos, when you can have joy and in the midst of adversity, yeah. then people are like, what's going on? Yep. And that's how you advance the kingdom. It's yep. good. Okay. Come back next week. Hear about Revelation. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. And most importantly, share with a friend. The beautiful music that you've heard on this episode today is by the incredibly talented Katie Cobbs.